Hey, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to your host, Astiana Trolland, and this is the first podcast of many to come for 2024. I figured Covers and Cordial have had a few guests over the last couple of months, and now is my time to share with you. Stay tuned to hear more about my journey leading to February 2024. Welcome back to the first day of Feb. Today I'm recording from a beautiful park in Tasman where I've just finished walking my little houndies. I've had a spike in inspiration as a previous attendee of Lead Forward has asked me some really deep questions that I think a lot of people that are curious about both myself and my work will really benefit from hearing. So it's been a while since I recorded a podcast and I'm actually pretty stoked to be back. Come to realise that speaking and verbalising information for me comes much more easy than writing or creating content in other forms. So let's get into it. eh? The first question that I have received is, can you tell listeners about what created this path you took for your work? Oh, there's so many places that I could begin with this corridor, but I think the first point for me would have to be deciding that I didn't want to do life the way that I had seen others around me do. So as I transitioned out of being a PT, I realized that actually working and trading hours for money just wasn't really doing it for me. I realized that actually for me, freedom was really important and so was travel. So my work needed to be accessible. And once I realized that actually I didn't have to be in one place for me to do good work, I realized that the internet's actually an aid. (laughs) So coming into communion with that was super, super powerful. Now, another point within that mix was when I had a breakdown within a relationship. I feel like the the hurt and the the deep depression that I was sunken into at the end of that relationship really helped me formulate tools and transmute density in a way that I was then able to share with clients and people in my life. Because that's the thing when it comes to hurt or you know, challenges that we have, they're really the things that help us create the change. They help us formulate those tools and things that can lift our technique in the world, that can change the game, I reckon. But the final point that I wanted to share in terms of what has really created this path that I took, intuition, internal messaging, trusting what's coming through for me it's quite challenging to formulate words when I speak to the relation I have with both my nervous system and tohu or guidance in my external world three days after my first birthday my father passed away and so I've always had this deep connection to wairua to energy and to the other side for many years I suppressed trusting this, speaking about it, 
And then finally, as I turned 20, I had an incredible experience through breathwork that really allowed me to see both my worth and the connection I have to my father, regardless of not being here in the physical. It also helped me see the journey that I had already been on, how beneficial it would be to share with others, and helped me see the hurt that I had been holding instead of moving into to release. Now, as I said before, challenges are often the thing that helps us as humans create change. And so once I come to realize that my intuition and I had this beautiful sense of guidance from a place that, well, none of us truly know where it comes from, right? I realized that the more I could trust, the more I could let go, the less stress I had. And so for me, that is probably the biggest, most significant thing that has really, really created this path for me in the work that I do. Now the second question, how do I answer questions only I can answer? AKA before knowing the answer and being content with the result of your findings. Whew. This is a spicy question because it kind of leads in from the last answer. I've worked really, really hard. And I don't like, like to use that term too often. I've worked really, really well really really hard on not analyzing what's coming through me if I'm working with a client and I've asked a question and I have information and energy that's moving out my mouth sometimes when I share it and my, my analytical mind taps into gear and wants to ask questions I have to remember that it's not about me that whatever is coming and moving through me is for the person asking the question. And so one handy hint for this is staying in the heart center, AKA practicing things like mindfulness, breath work, even heart centered breathing. And another really hot tip would be to recognize when your mind is trying its best to control you when it's trying to keep it safe and make decisions based off your own experience less projection onto others and more presence means trusting what's coming through third question how can you transmute your life experiences, traumas, insecurities, fears into a healthy, passionate relationship with yourself and your work? <sighs> there are so many ways in which we can do that. But let's start with three simplistic steps that we can all do without having to reach outside of ourselves. First point on how you can transmute density. Write. Write about what it is in terms of where it lives in the body, what it feels like, 
any color, any texture, perhaps even dates or experiences that you can remember it arising or it happening. Once you've written it down, you don't necessarily have to reread it. Yeah, because usually when we write, it's coming from our subconscious mind. Once you've written all of these points of information down onto paper, I would highly recommend that you practice a forgiveness ritual. You can either lead this yourself or you could look up on YouTube or Insight Timer. Practice the forgiveness ritual, releasing any energetic cords that are connected to you or these particular events. And something that I love to do in relation to that is also burn the paper. For me, it is the most significant form of releasing. Now to follow that, I personally really love to move into the body. So create a somatic experience with it. Moving it through, often it means feeling it. So feeling into the trauma, the discomfort, the hurt, making noise, ah, crying and really shifting it. For me, this is always done in nature. For Mother Nature, our beautiful Earth Mother, Papa Tuanuku, holds us in deep reverence. She's always there supporting us and sharing nutrients with us, both energetically and a stability under our feet, right? So once you've got it down on paper and you've created a release ritual, you've tapped into the point of forgiveness, you can move it physically out of the body. Often after my somatic practice, I would have a swim, either in salt or fresh water, acknowledge the clearing and the cleansing and the letting go of these particular events. And then to sit in stillness. Sit in stillness and allow whatever needs to cultivate and be created in that space that you have created. Because if we keep trying to move forward from a trauma or a significant event that we have moved through, often the nervous system is like, hang on a minute, pulling on the handbrake, it's not safe enough to move forward. Yeah, so we work really, really hard on gently moving ourselves forward and it's so much effort and energy for the body. So by addressing these traumas, writing them down, releasing them, you have more spaciousness, more ability to move with ease. And don't be fooled by me sharing this with an open heart and saying it's easeful because it's not always right. The density that has occurred from a young age, we can have it stored really deeply in the body. So perhaps body work is needed for your somatic session. Yeah. The tools that I have shared here are really about resourcing from self. However, if it is something that's quite significant and you require 
a little more assistance, perhaps even space being held for you whilst doing so. There are so many practitioners out there. Those who do massage and Reiki and breath work. Even yoga practices and workouts, yeah, they're all helping us shift stuff within our body. I'm always open to sharing somatic sessions. So if this is something that you would like me to support you in, then that is always an option. Next question. If you could give advice to your younger self, what would it be? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind when I read that <laughs> would be stop drinking alcohol. I'm not a huge drinker now that I'm 29 years old, but back in the day as my little teen self and early 20s I drank a lot of alcohol and that was my way of socializing and being confident and sharing with others and quite often I would overdo it you know and now that I look back I can acknowledge that it was my only way to cope with the trauma and density that I was moving through in that time it was the only thing I knew. It truly was the only way that I knew how to process. When I looked around me, that's how others did it, right? We have alcohol available in bars and cafes and restaurants. It's a form of poison that we accept. That is not frowned upon to have in social settings and... I will still have a wine every now and again or a cocktail, but I'm not a huge drinker now because I really don't enjoy the effects it has on my mind or my body. I don't enjoy the forces or the energies that come alongside alcohol. And so that's what I would share with my younger self, to stop drinking. <gasps> Second to last question, when you feel attacked, worried, fearful, or uncertainty, how do you turn it into fuel to help me, or sorry, help you, align it to your career? Yeah, awesome. You know, at the beginning of my journey, when people would hit me up about something, especially in the health realm, for a while there I'd talk a lot about eating slow-cooked meats, and um, there was one particular message that I remember from someone on the West Coast who um, was a dietitian or whatever and was revving me up about sharing um, eating good quality fats and protein <laughs> for breakfast. And when I first received that, it was something that took me probably two weeks to really understand. Fast forward 10 years time now in this moment when I receive um, feedback that I could have back in the day felt attacked by, I take a moment to breathe into words that people are sharing with me 
And I make a conscious choice to not take it personally. And I say this because what I've come to realize is we're all walking around, maybe skipping or running around, doing the best we can with what we've got. Now, often when people are sharing words or information or body language that isn't so nice, I realize that it's not about me. That's about them and their journey. And so when I feel uncertainty, if I can't take time off, you know, if my body's feeling a little bit off and I'm sick and I still have to show up for work, I make sure that I put practices such as good nutrition into my body because I know that whenever I'm feeling off, there's got to be something happening internally. I don't dismiss any of the disruption that I notice. Instead, I ask what it needs. And again, that could be something as, something as simple as food, but it could be as extravagant as a holiday. So I think the most important thing there is just to, to really acknowledge what you need and how you can microdose that. If you can't take the whole day off, how do you set yourself up for success? How do you implement rest, even if you've had a shit night's sleep? What are the practices you can do in your breaks to keep you off your device and more devoted to resting your system. Now, final question, how did I start my career? I touched a little on this in the beginning of this podcast, but to be honest, I started my career simply. I studied to be a personal trainer in Christchurch, and after studying, I returned back to Greymouth to open my business. I started to teach boot camps, mainly for women, and I worked with one-on-one clients. I spent about four years doing this and worked extensively into a space of burnout. After my fourth year of being in business as a PT, I went to Melbourne to study at a holistic health and wellness centre. Now at this holistic health and wellness centre, I learned the science behind meditation the importance of breath work and recalibrating the nervous system, gut health, I learned about stool samples, and so much else. Now, with this new information, I decided that I would return back to Greymouth in New Zealand and share more of what's important because we were still working in a surface layer, right? Talking about physical, like how to... <laughs> how to really work the glute muscles and lose body fat. And I had learned so much beyond that. It was important for me to move back to the community that raised me up and share important information. As I returned back, I played a game of netball and I blew out the ACL in my right leg, (laughs) which meant I had surgery. And I started putting into practice all of the things that I had learned at this Holistic Health and Wellness Centre in Melbourne. I was practicing breath work and cold water therapy, meditation and visualisation as I healed my knee from the inside out. What I come to realise now is actually the creation of my career 
was built in these moments of change when I could no longer exercise to reduce my anxiety or feel into my beautiful body when I was in these points of really low depression not being able to move off the couch snacking back tramadol now when I returned after having knee surgery I still wanted to lift weights and move however I started to work with a coach that taught me more about cycle mapping and learning more about my own internal world through tracking my period, looking at my energy levels and my hormones. And from there, I realized that leadership for me is a space that I love to stand in to empower people to be their best versions. Now, to this day, I host Lead Forward, 10-week course three times per year. It is the most expansive space to be in if you are ready for change. We work with animal archetypes because as someone who loved Eliza Thornberry back in the day, I have a deep connection to animals. As I grew up riding horses and training them, working with animal archetypes was the game changer for me during the first lockdown. These archetypes helped me transmute the density that was coming through from a very misunderstood situation, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I personally really enjoyed my time in lockdown because I was continuing to do all the things that I do now. Be outside and in the garden and with horses and walking my dogs. And so as I continue to share from this place in my career, I love to acknowledge the places that I have been because without this hardship and the challenges and desire for change, everything would just be the same. So I'd love to leave you with this. If you are at a place in your life where everything feels dense, where you are stuck, you're feeling unsupported, remember your own heart. When we take ourselves out of environments that we are used to, we have an ability to recreate ourselves. If you are looking for change and you're keen on challenge, you wish to grow your confidence and connection to your internal world, please consider joining me for Lead Forward as we are one of the most expansive spaces and finally if you haven't been outside today make sure you get sun on your skin you take a moment to watch the birds and breathe into your body because you only get one in this life Modi order love to you Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions, please send them my way. I am aiming to do a share very similar to this once a month, giving you more insight, perhaps some information and knowledge and moving into your career. Maybe you want to work for yourself. Maybe you want to give up your day job. (laughs) Maybe you want a hot smoking relationship. Much of this comes back to creating a vision, dropping deep into the vision that you already host, feeling it through your body, and creating aligned actions to get what you want. Because life's too short, honey.
We're not here to fuck around. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any feedback, I'm always open to receiving those and any questions that you may have about my journey. This month on the 13th of February, I am launching Lead Forward. Lead Forward is a 10-week journey delivered online where you are invited into your expansive version. That part of yourself that leads with confidence, with clarity in mind and full connection. If you're keen to know more details, know that you can reach out to me directly on Instagram. My handle is I am underscore Estiana, spelt I A M underscore A S T I A N A. Kia pai tora. Have an awesome day.